how do you feel? How do you feel about the rumors about what are the rumors? as a team? That is starting to become quite an expense for Red Bull to have two teams. So either there's two options: move Alpha Tauri to England, or sell the team. Oh, I don't care if it's under a Red Bull banner or not. So that's my first point. I don't. I don't care. The criteria Latifi needs to do to get re-signed, not get lost. <laughs> oh, Spa's back and lights out and away we go. <laughs> and Lewis Hamilton is halfway to space. Yeah. Personally, yeah. go IndyCar over Williams. Yeah, space. <laughs> Rojon Zoo. Guan Yu Zhou. Guan Yu Zhou. No, Zhou Guan Yu. I said that the first time. George was already sitting in that seat. Look, I don't agree with it, but you've asked a question. I'm trying to find a way to justify it. I'm just trying to absolutely tear your answer apart. G'day and welcome to Formula Bums. My name is Jacko. This afternoon, I'm not joined by Andy. We're joined over the internet because I'm recording from home for the first time. How you going, man? I'm good. Yep. I cleaned the oven and then turned it on, so I think I've gassed myself. I'm feeling a bit lightheaded. And I've had yeah, and I've had four beers. So it should be a good episode. This afternoon we're going to do a, what? A quick testing roundup and then we're going to talk about Bahrain because it's time for the start of the season again. Yeah, like can you believe it? We're we're almost at the start of our new season. I mean, I'm I'm ready. We've had not enough sport to keep us going over our summer break. So it's been it's been difficult. It's a very boring summer for us. <laughs> and like I mean the only thing we've had to keep us going is cricket. But let's start with I I say the like the biggest piece of news we have, right, which is Aston Martin looks like they're going to be debuting a reserve driver. Yeah, no, Lance is out by the look of it. Well, he's not confirmed out yet, but they have confirmed if uh Lance is out that Felipe Drogovic will get his first start in the Formula One race. Which I mean, he deserves a spot in the Formula One paddock because it's, you know, he's the reigning F2 world champion. So that is is an opportunity that he should get by rights. And if that's the case, I can't think of a better person to step into that team. One, he's done the testing with them. And then two, he's an incredibly talented young racer, far more talented than Lance Stroll could ever be. So... I mean, I'm you here You took my for joke it. right out of my mouth. <laughs> you took the joke out of my mouth. <laughs> I was going to say, he's way better than Lance Stroll ever could be. Oh. And I mean, that's the big news. We still don't... I mean, I haven't seen any major update on what actually happened to Lance Stroll. We know it's wrist-related injuries from a bicycle accident. I've seen 100 meters... Oh, I have a very... I've got, I've got a conspiracy theory for you. Okay. Okay, so we all, we've all heard what Fernando has been saying with a gun to the back of his head this whole off-season about Lance. Yeah, oh, he's very talented. Oh, he's got just what it takes. I see a future world championship in him, which is like, honestly, bro, I know you have to play the team game a little bit, but like, don't straight up lie. We know you're lying. Exactly. So what's the bet? It was a Ferrari from 2010 that uh, sideswiped uh, Lance. Well, I was going to bring that up because we've all seen all the videos on the internet of the Photoshop or deep faking of a bicyclist getting run over and then cutting to Fernando in a car with the Top Gear boys. So, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, I hope he gets better. Like, I don't want anyone injured and removed from the sport that way. We want what we deserve, which is his own dad to fire him. Give us what we want. Don't let it end like this. 
But that, I guess, team that's, problems too. <laughs> and like that's the big piece of news because that's really all that's going on. All the other news is related to testing, which we're going to talk about anyway. Exactly. Did you watch much of testing? Oh, I watched the first ten minutes, and then there was a red flag for Felipe Dragovic, and I was like, oh, I can't be asked. That was my experience too. So then I just watched the recaps on YouTube and read a few articles. Yeah, I just read a few things. Man, it is a punish watching testing because like every team is after their own set of data that they need. It may be aero testing. We might be running with the big aero rakes on the car, which are those big clothesline looking things that hang off the side of the cars. They might be doing flow vis runs. They might be doing high fuel, slow speed. Like they're testing so many different components of these vehicles that you very rarely get to see them at full pace, except for day three. Where I think, looking at the times, everybody decided to kind of show what their car had. Well, everything I've seen about testing said that day three was when everyone sort of gelled with the car. So they were doing those qualifying sims. They were doing those race sims and stuff. And yeah, like, look at the the results throughout the week. You got uh, day two, Zhou Guan Yu was the top, the fastest car on track. You know what I mean? Which is not a knock on Zhou's talent. Sweet vindication for me, who was saying all last year, like, this kid's got some pace in him, even though it doesn't count at all and holds... Yeah, it's testing. ...nothing over the season. However, we're going to pretend like it does because we need something to talk about this week. No, but you know what does count? Day one, second place. Day one, second place. I need to scroll back to the top of my article. Oh, it's a very important person who came second behind Max. Fernando Alonso. Fernando Alonso and an Aston Martin. This car looks quick. It does. When it's on track. And despite my, I'm not going to say error, because I haven't been wrong yet about anything, but maybe my miscommunication of saying that you were backing them last year, I'll say it's a miscommunication. I wasn't wrong, because you bought the hat. <laughs> you, you might not have said they were the dark horse, but you bought the hat, so you're still backing them. No, I bought the Sebastian Vettel hat because Seb retired. So I wanted a piece of Sebastian merch. And guess what? The only merch I could buy was an yeah, Aston Martin hat. <laughs> the worst one. <laughs> the worst piece there. Yeah, had, exactly. But. I wish I had a, a Ferrari one or a Red Bull one. That would have been sick. But no, they're not on offer anymore. No, and those Red Bull ones would have sold out like hotcakes back in the day. Um, exactly. In, in regards to testing, I don't care if they broadcast it ever again. No, I like the idea of them broadcasting it because it's probably easier. Like if I've got something, if I'm working, I can just throw it on in the background. It's like test cricket. I'll True. have it on the background. I don't need to. I don't need to actively watch it. And unlike you, I have three screens on my computer, so I can just have it on a <laughs> on a screen while I'm doing other shit. You've only got the one screen, so you're a bit limited. <laughs> I have the one very cheap monitor that is uh, interesting to game on at the moment. Look, let's kind of break down the the times I'm, i only really want to focus on day three because that's when everyone had a decent crack and we saw some interesting things so first place was sergio perez with a 130.305 yes. which is pretty much what their best race lap was last year at bahrain it's pretty much equivalent within a couple of tenths right because yep. i googled it a few days ago, and now I've completely forgotten what the actual number was. But that's nice work. well, yeah. But that's you know, it's equivalent. So clearly, these new developments they brought to the car means they're quicker this year. That's my first takeaway from testing. 
is that the Red Bull, which was the fastest car last year in most of the races, is equaling that pace during testing. Maybe it was similar loads on the vehicle, but they're thereabouts. So whatever upgrades they've bought have worked. They're quicker. Can I just interject here? Uh, if you'd have looked at Max and Sergio over the week in the interviews and stuff, you, they had a Daniel Ricciardo a smile on their face. They were so happy with the car development for this year. But they were optimistic and they, they looked confident. Oh, absolutely, because what they built last year was nigh on perfect, except for the first couple of races, and they got on top of that insanely quickly, quicker than Red Bull normally gets on top of any former issues they're having. So seeing that and then knowing that the car they were bringing is an enhanced version of last year's chassis, right? They've done nothing groundbreaking. It's just more refined and maybe a little divot over here, maybe a little bit of body sculpting over this side. It's essentially the same vehicle. So they've take, taken everything they learned last year and brought that to this car. So I'm not surprised by seeing them right out in front. What does surprise me is how close everyone else is. And then the order of who's closest. Yeah. Because it's not who we would normally think. Like, Ferrari is right there. Mercedes isn't quite. Alpine isn't quite. Mercedes weren't as optimistic leaving the weekend as we expected them to be. No, they... Like, they're definitely not the same as they were last year during testing where they came out and said, we have some fundamental issues with this car. We need to fix them. They haven't come out and said it's broken. No. But this isn't what they came into testing to do. And I know people out there have been like, oh, well, you know, it's Mercedes, it's sandbagging. No, not anymore it isn't. Like, last year they weren't sandbagging. They have no reason to sandbag this year. They have a lot to prove in this new regulation. Because their first year was the new regulations last time, wasn't it? Last year was the first year of the new regs, yes. Yeah. But when they came into the sport, it was the first year of new regulations as well. No, they had one year before that. Well, no, because the turbo... Renan was the double diffuser. I want to say when Lewis turned up. Yeah. Lewis turned up, that was when the, the new reg, the engine regs kicked in. Yeah. So I think, you know, this change of regulations is a new beast for them to handle and they're trying to prove that they are a dominant, incredible F1 team crossing regulations and they quite, haven't quite hit that level yet. I mean, it's not as bad as some of the things that have been said about McLaren during testing. Oh, and there was a lot said about McLaren. Today there was rumours coming out and they came from Will Buxton who is... Look, he might speak a bit weird, but he is a very competent journalist for the sport. Like Netflix, he's their guy. He's their and blocker. Yep. As you put it, put it nicely <laughs> to me earlier. Look, he To might, win the race, you must come first. Yes, like he might be a little bit obvious, but I don't think he's lying. So the the rumor that came out today is that throughout the week, weekend of testing, Lando Norris was having a really bad time with the car so much so that he may have thrown or hit the wall with his fist. Will was in the so area I, when it happened. If Buxton was in the area when Norris did that, I can't believe Norris didn't punch Buxton. <laughs> in the area. <laughs> not. I don't think he was standing <laughs> watching him, but I think he was around. R regardless of whether he did it or not, it's still 
shocking things to hear coming out of McLaren, which have been, I want to say, consistent over the last couple of years. They haven't pushed to the top at all, but they also haven't really fallen back a huge amount. Yeah, last year a bit, but this year, that seems like that car is really not what they want to be racing. So, does this mean Danny wins the breakup? Honestly, everyone has come out every time he's made a choice in his career and said he's made the wrong move. However, nothing has gone wrong yet, apart from him not driving an absolute piece of shit. (laughs) Yeah. Like, yes, leaving Red Bull meant he could have been a world champion, but at the time, Red Bull had already decided their favourite, so leaving was the only option he had. Renault was a success. That team went from a mid-to-rear backfield team to uh, getting a podium on occasion. Fantastic move. And he also left before they decided to paint it a stupid colour. Which is a win win in my book, to be honest. Oh, 100%. Then he went to McLaren. He got a win at McLaren, realised they were never going to fix the car, and then pieced out back to Red Bull. I think the way that everybody, except for us, has interpreted his choices are wrong. Daniel Ricciardo mm-hmm. can see the future for some reason. Helmut Marco came out today and said he has one eye on... Not, not one eye, he does have one eye. But he has one eye on each of them, which, first of all, not possible. Second of all, very interesting, he said he is closely watching... Checo and Danny this year to decide who will be the second driver moving forward. So he's actually kind of opened the door more than what was initially led on. Now, I don't know how legit that is. Dr. Helmut Marco has a habit, like me, of just throwing words out into the void and seeing what happens. But it's a good sign for Danny fans like we are. I, I, I want to see him back in the Red Bull full-time. Me too, absolutely. I said last week, I think he'll be... I think he'll be announced in the Red Bull next year. Yeah, yeah, that was your big prediction, which was like wildcard predictions. It would be wild, but more and more evidence is stacking up that he might be going across. And we look at the... Sorry, back to McLaren, because that's kind of why we brought all this up. We look at the McLaren times. Oscar, second last with a 133. So he was 3.3 seconds off the pace. Lando didn't have the car that day. But if we go to day two, exact same position, second last. No, Lando was in the car on day three. He's oh, in the morning. Yes, he got a 132.16. He did 37 laps. Oh, he did too. Still slow. Still slow. Still slow considering everything they've said over the last few years is we're going to be a, a top contender. We're bringing McLaren back. And when you look at the people who beat him, right, like Felipe Drogovic, First time ever, really. He's been in an F1 car for two days at that point, put in a better time. Magnussen put in a better time. Sonoda put in a better time. And that's scary. The Milky Bar kid did a better time. Lewis Hamilton did a better time, as he should. Yeah, but that's expected. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I think that McLaren is going to be very much down the bottom for a lot of the races this year. I'm not even going to go out on a limb and be like, you know what, they'll scrape points on their day. I think 
they might be jumped by the majority of their competitors. I think they'll be the Williams this year. Yeah, look, it is. I don't think they're. I, I think they'll be the back of the grid after testing, which is bad for our predictions. But I, I will point back to you that I said I want them to fail. Yes, no, you, uh, you've made it very clear. I want them to. We both want them to fail, but for very different reasons. Yes. Other big takeaways. Well, no, it's not. It's not different reasons. We're both real sore about Danny. Yeah, yeah. That's why <laughs> yeah, we want them yeah, to fail. That's a good point. They should have fired Lando and had an all Aussie team. No. Yeah, Lando absolutely. deserves the McLaren seat. You should. You should be thrilled, Lando's at the McLaren because it's going to be shit this year. Well, that is also so you probably I'm forget kidding. about him. Hey, if it happens, it happens. No, because his face annoys me, and I can't. You know what I mean? Like, you know if, whose face really annoys me? Who? Yours. <laughs> <laughs> you walked into that one. Yeah, no, I don't feel proud about that. Um, let's have a look at a couple more of the teams on here. We've already spoken about Aston. I think they're going to be pushing upper midfield this year, if not pushing Mercedes to the limit. And you know what? I'm also going to put Alfa Romeo. In that category too. Yeah, with the times that they're putting, I agree with you. Yeah. There was a graphic today that kind of covered, based on last year's tests, who had gained and lost times. And every team had gained times except for the Alpine. However, their time loss was like negligible. Um which clearly means that they went, you know what? We've already got a pretty quick car. Now we just need to make sure it works every week. Yeah. I'll see if I can find the image because there are some interesting takeaways. Off the top of my head, I know Williams has made significant grounds when you compare it to Williams last year against their competitors. I I know why. Why is that? They got (laughs) rid of the slow one. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so here we go. Williams has gained 2.3 seconds a lap at Bahrain. That's about what Nicholas Latifi was behind the pack. Yes. Yep. So they've just got two <laughs> decent drivers. Interestingly enough, Aston Martin has also gained 2.37 seconds a lap. Probably because they've got two they decent drivers. They've got one drivers. decent driver. <laughs> yeah. Two. Felipe's <laughs> good, man. Like, he's, oh, yeah, true. he's better. He's heaps better. Like, he's already doing well. You've got Alfa Romeo Sauber. They've gained 2.1 seconds. Mercedes have gained two seconds. Alfa Tauri's gained 1.7 seconds. Red Bull, 1.4 seconds. Ferrari, 1.3 seconds. McLaren, 1.01 seconds quicker. Haas has gained eight-tenths of a second. And Alpha Alpine sorry, has lost six one-hundredths of a second, which is not a huge amount considering they have a good driver in one of their cars this year. And if it means that car's going to last every race, then my prediction about Ocon will be wrong and I will be happy. Yeah. So that's... Anytime we predict Ocon to be bad, we're happy. Oh, 100%. So, like, things are looking up. I mean, this is also to be expected. Every car came out last year and had a unique design philosophy. This year, there are three design philosophies. You have Red Bull. Red Bull. You have Mercedes, and the only people doing that is Mercedes, and then you have Ferrari. The only people who are doing that is Ferrari and a little pieces of Haas. Yeah. 
So it's looking pretty good. In regards to the other teams, Valtteri and Joe, standouts. We've already mentioned them. Ferrari seem okay. They seem okay. They seem confident. I I'd say they seem confident. I didn't take away, like, pure confidence, but I definitely got a quiet confidence from both of the drivers. They're like, you know what? We're not having the issues we had last year. Let's see what this does on track. That either means two things to me. One, the car's absolutely phenomenal and they threw a couple of sandbags on it this year. Or two, the car's absolutely trash, which it's clearly not. So I'm thinking that Ferrari might have held a bit back in testing because neither driver was... You know what I mean? It was a very level Ferrari this weekend and we don't often see Ferrari level-headed about anything. No, I agree. I think I think the change in leadership too has helped Ferrari a bit because Matteo at this stage last year was spouting how well his car was doing. He was really excited for the season, not thinking, oh, wait, I have the worst strategist team in the history of Formula One standing right behind him. Now, am I making this up? But did I hear they let go one of their strategists? I haven't heard anything about that, but if they did, that was the smartest move they could have made. I think I'm making it up there. Maybe I had a dream about it because I remember distinctly seeing that they'd shaken up their strategy team. So I probably had a dream about it last night. I am Googling it because I want to know. I'm going to be like stoked if I'm correct here. Four days ago, Ferrari make changes to the strategy team ahead of 2023 on Crash.net. I cannot believe it. I am right about nothing except for Ferrari yet again. Yet again, Andy. I am a Ferrari prophet. Yo, sorry. <laughs> I told Initially, you. a number of Italian media, Italian media outlets were reporting former head of strategy in Acroida had been moved to a factory role. That's what they're reporting. Ruida has been taken off the strategy team. All right, stop the recording, man. That's the best thing I've ever done on this podcast, and I don't think I'll ever top that. (laughs) That's kind of funny because he was the one. He was the issue that we kept touting. Yeah, yeah. He He was the one who copped it. Yeah, he was the one who was making the bad strategy calls. Meanwhile, the chick over at Red Bull was making the absolute best strategy calls. Yeah, she was... I still can't remember. Georgia, I think. I can't remember her name. She's fucking fantastic, though. I want to say Georgia. I'm going to find out, though, because she deserves so much credit when it comes to strategy because any decision she made last year was the correct one. Oh, Hannah Hannah Mitch, isn't it? It's Hannah. Yeah, it's Hannah. I'm good with names. Hannah Schmitz. That's pr- I'm pretty close. That's pretty fucking close. Yeah, no, she drilled it last year. And she has an awesome photo on Google when you look up her name. Look, let's talk about Haas. How do you feel about the people's team? Better. 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 Not a barnstorming testing by any means. But I did watch an interview with K-Mag. And he said, look, we've definitely made improvements in a lot of areas. He was as a lot of 
Europeans are very sort of had his face on. You couldn't really read much from his body language or his expressions, but he said he was quite happy with it. You know, they managed to get everything produced on time. They have all the parts they need. The car was ready when it was supposed to be ready. The testing numbers look decent. They're not sitting on the bottom. Yeah. But you know what no, I mean? Like, yeah, there was a day where K-Mag was at the bottom, but yeah. I don't think that's representative of where their car's at. Do I think they're going to do anything groundbreaking? Nah. Nah. But I do think they've made whatever steps they've made have been in a general upward trend. So I think for the first year ever that Haas yep. is actually operating effectively as an F1 team. And you know what? Gunter's a great team principal, but it it's clearly the money, right? Like this is the first year they've had a genuine safe and stable title sponsor. Like, And they're getting more and more sponsors as the season goes on. Look at Chipotle's come on board. You got that Palm Angels is on the uh, the, the structure that sits behind the monocoque? driver's head. I can't think of what that's called. No, not the monocoque. The monocoque's what they sit in. You know, no, you know when they get out of the car and they pull that oh, like, yeah, U-shaped like thing off the back of their neck? Yeah, but what the, Hans the Hans device, device is connected to. Not the hands device, like, yeah, yeah, it's like that that thing that they yeah. pop out behind their head. The U. Thing. I know what you're talking it's about. It's like a U shape, horseshoe thing. Yeah, well, that that has a new sponsor on it as well, sort of thing. Like, it's looking good for Haas. And if we look at Will Buxton's predictions for how he thinks the team's rated after testing, he has Haas in seven. That's, which is a pretty. You know that's what? a good jump. That's good for them. And you'd really appreciate this, yeah. Because tenth uh, was McLaren. Um, I I agree with Will on that. I think that's what they're going to hit. I think they will be confidently seventh, which is huge. That I can give them enough credit to go. No, boys. I think you will earn this place and make it your own. Yes, ideally they want to be top five, but so does everybody. Good things are coming. Yeah, you can only have Good five in the top five. Good things are definitely coming in. And here's, here's the other positive as well. Haas, let's say that this running order, which is Red Bull 1, Ferrari 2, Aston 3, Alpine Mercedes 4th, 5th Alpine 6, uh, Alpha 6, Haas 7th, Alpha Tauri 8th, Williams 9th, and McLaren 10th. Let's just say that's the end of season results. Yep. That's what Will's predicted. If that was to be the end of season results, Haas could generate more sponsorships. Oh, without a doubt. And they'd and also get more prize money. By a lot. And exactly. it would also finally That's give more them the credit to be like, all right, we are a genuine competing team. Because they've got no... The, the only legacy they have yeah. is one of like tumult. They've been up and down for years. Like, yes, they can get six in Australia, but then they don't put the wheels on. Yes, we've signed a big new sponsor. Oh, it's some crazy energy drink, dude. Don't worry about it. We've signed another big sponsor. Oh, wait. They invaded a fucking sovereign nation. Like, <laughs> this might be the start of the Haas we were expecting five years ago. And I want that to be the case. Yeah. I just want oh, Gunther to have a so nice much. year. Look, let's have a quick talk about AlphaTauri. They weren't, they didn't set the no, world on fire with that. They did testing. shockingly last year. Shockingly last year. It was the worst year, I think they it's the worst year they've ever had as an Alpha Tauri unit. 
And I don't know, but I'd go out on a limb and say it's probably the worst year they had as Toro Rosso back in the old days too. No, I feel like the Brendan yeah. Harvey year was pretty but bad But he just used them. to keep running into Grosjean, so that's their own fault. <laughs> um, yeah, true. Look, I think they've solidified their car. I don't think it's going to be an absolute dog to drive this year. But I think, what did Will say about eighth? Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I think Haas has got the better of them. Definitely in overall driver talent and experience, they've got the better of them. And that counts for a lot, especially going into that first corner, especially going into any wet weather or pitch strategy. They've got the experience. And I think that might just beat out one Yuki who's not a great driver on the best of days and on the worst of days, which are most of them, pretty shit house. And Nick, who's an incredible driver. That's an understatement. But I don't think the car's there. So I don't think it'd be like shockingly eighth position. But I think they'll be in eighth. No, I think you're right. I, I can't see them getting any higher than eighth. I think eighth is a very respectable place for AlphaTauri. Yeah, and that's what breaks my heart last because year. I, I love the car. I think it's stunning. And I think every AlphaTauri has just been gorgeous. They're the team I normally race for on the games because I like the car that much. So, I mean, I want to see him pushing Red Bull at the top of the grid, but I've got to be realistic of where they are. And this is where they are. Williams though. How do you feel how do you feel about the rumors about what are the rumors? as a team? That is starting to become quite an expense for Red Bull to have two teams. So either there's two options move Alpha Tauri to England or sell the team. Oh, I don't care if it's under a Red Bull banner or not. So that's my first point. I don't I don't care. Alpha Tauri the only thing that would change is their logo. Really. The team the team name would change as well. Really? It wouldn't be AlphaTauri anymore. Oh. AlphaTauri is a Red Bull brand. So they'd lose yeah, the brand. AlphaTauri is so a I Red Bull brand. I know AlphaTauri is a Red Bull brand, but maybe they'd sell the name off with them and the, they'd keep like the clothing. No, nope, they'd go the whole team, you reckon? Absolutely not. No, absolutely not. When Red Bull goes, AlphaTauri uh, would go. In that case, I still don't think we'd lose... We wouldn't lose two cars from the grid. I don't think they'd go, oh, well, you're not racing anymore. There are people out there who would buy an F1 team. I can think of one. Yeah, 100%. Like, I mean... Andretti. They they would be the first off the bat. You'd have other manufacturers. Like, it'd be an easy way to get Porsche, Audi, all these guys who were circling around the outside. They'd all jump on it and be like... They don't need... You don't need to get Audi in. They're in. Audi jumps in. They're already jumped in. They're going to own yeah, Alba soon. True. Then Porsche, right? Like the ones who've been circling would just go, well, now we don't Honda. need to fight for entry. We'll just buy those two cars. We're in. Honda Honda could buy the team. You could have a, a, a yeah, worse Yeah, but then they'd team. leave in two years and then they'd come Based back and sponsor another team and then they'd quit that team, win three world championships, burn all the vehicles in the factory to the ground and rebuild it from scratch. You, it would be horrible. Huh? You sound really jaded. You sound jaded I just, as a Honda fan. 
they're so good at what they do. I just wish Honda had enough confidence to go, well, we're winning with Red Bull. We're staying. Like, And then they left. And now they're partnering them. But now they're coming back in a couple of years. You know what I mean? Like, I am jaded, but I'm also telling the truth. Yeah. They keep making decisions that make no sense know. to anybody. Like, yeah, they annoy me, but they're also fantastic at what they do. Like you. You give me the shits, man, but you're incredible at what you do. You are the Honda of this podcast. Oh, that's a bit of an insult. Right? But then again, See, I it's a hard thing to swallow as a fan, isn't it? You're like, that's kind of nice, but it gives me the shits. Now, yeah. You know how I'm feeling. Look, let's leave Alpha Tauri there. Let's talk about... <laughs> what, in the bin? Let's talk about Williams. They've improved. They've improved, yes. 50% of that is yeah, because look, they picked um, a new driver. We like Logan Sargent. I've got nothing against him. I, I know nothing about him. I never said I didn't. He, um, he drove well. He did a lot of laps. He did well he did in a Williams well. as like, a rookie. Looking through the timesheets, whenever Logan was in the car, he was in the middle of everybody. Looking at day three, where the times, I want to say, mattered more than the others. Where was he? Albon was, what, 16th? And I don't think Logan drove. But on no, the days Logan he did drive, drive he was hanging around the middle. So, like, first of all, the Williams have designed a better car. We already know that. The times have improved on where they were last year in testing, and that's fantastic. The driver talent has definitely improved. Alex Albon is a talented young driver, despite his stint at Red Bull. Logan Sargent did well in F2 last year. He came fourth, and he only needed to get six to get into the sport. He did better than Latifi ever did. Did he? I thought Latifi got second one year. No. I might be... I might be confusing him with um, Luca Giotto because I know Luca Giotto and Zhouguan, you got you second. You definitely probably times. are. You're, yeah. I don't think he ever finished second. He's finished second in the race in F2, but I don't think he ever finished True. second in the standings. Am I being. Oh, get fucked. I may have just proven myself. Yeah, fuck me, Dad. The year Nick won it, Nicholas came second and Giotto came third. Got it. <laughs> I like, but here's the thing, man. I like. I am F2. just gonna wipe. No, I'm that wipe stays. All of that. No, that stays because oh, honest stupid. mistake. Because you're not an F2 watcher. I am. I I watch F2. Nah, I try and watch F3, but I, I I can't. There's not enough there. Like F2 is fantastic. It's very exciting. Everybody crashes into each other. Everybody's got something to prove, and all the cars are the exact same except for setup. It's a great, great form of motor racing. And it also just like, it's how I know certain things about some of the drivers because the commentary is brilliant. It's like Alex Jakes and Martin Brundle. Mm-hmm. And Martin is a better commentator than his dad. Alex Brundle. Martin Brundle. <laughs> Yeah, you say Martin. The yeah, whole, no, the other one. Martin's the F1 dude. Um, what's his name? Alex. Yeah, yeah Alex, Alex Brundle. Jackson, Alex Brundle. Alex Fantastic. Brundle. Fantastic. Um, they also sometimes have Davide in there. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, Davide oh, Valsaki. He's brilliant. I don't know what he's saying, but he's very hyped the whole time. <laughs> is there a team? Agreed. Oh, well, there is a team we haven't spoken about. Mercedes. Oh, we did a bit. Do you want to change? Look, I, I don't want to talk about, about the Milky Bar I want to talk about Lewis. I like Lewis. I like Lewis Hamilton, the human. I don't like Lewis Hamilton, the driver. Well, that's something we actually need to talk. Speaking of Lewis Hamilton, There's the two human, different there is people an important there. piece of news we need to talk about. Over the... No. Over the break, is the FIA came out and kind of said, we're going to police drivers' political standpoints or gestures they make. Lewis, Lewis being one of oh, the yeah. biggest ones for that, the other one being Seb, but Seb's not here anymore. It is very directly related to who Lewis is and how he conducts himself as a human. What's your take on that? Like, what do you what do you think the F like F one or FIA or Liberty Media stands to gain from this? Ah, uh, shitload yeah. of backlash. Yep. That's all it's going to give him. If Lewis can't portray himself as Lewis Hamilton, then Lewis is going to get the shits. I think about think about what happened when they were policing the jewelry rule, and Lewis turned up with five bracelets, three watches, six piercings, yep. rings galore. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Lewis is the sort of person that's like, "Oh, I'm not allowed to do this." Well, guess what? I'm going to fucking do. I'm going to take and it overkill. Every mode. statement that both him and Vettel have made over the last couple of years, we agree with, right? Like Vettel's. Female racing stuff yeah. in Saudi Arabia. Fantastic. Best way to stir the pot ever. Lewis coming out and speaking about the environment. Seb speaking about the bees and picking up rubbish. Lewis speaking about mental health. Lewis continuously Lewis wearing, the rainbow, wearing the rainbow helmet. The shirt. In the Middle East. The, the, um, didn't he wear the, the police murdered Breonna Taylor shirt? Like, these are... Yes. He, he did that thing where... He, he got a, he got a like a black artist to write a poem, and he, every week he wore yeah, a new shirt like, with a new line from the poem on it. And after twenty three, those are all things that you and you know I, I mean? personally agree with those stances. Like I can't knock either of them on anything they've come out and yeah. said about the world that they want to live and exist in. I think it, they're both fantastic representatives. The only reason I can see a clampdown on this is to protect brand sponsorship that they can get from countries that fundamentally disagree with these ideologies and so you mean Saudi Arabia Qatar Qatar Azerbaijan like the the countries that have far and like we're in Australia we do not have a perfect human rights record no country does but these ideals that are allowed to be expressed and spoken about we both support so yeah I can. I, the only reason I see them hmm. doing that is because I'm guessing some of these countries have been like, well, if you're going to let them embarrass our country, which they haven't, no one has actually come out and said anything negative about the places these races are held. It just doesn't quite make sense to me why they would do this. And I agree with you in saying the only thing they're going to gain is backlash. Yeah, it's... It's stupid to think that we're living in a world where we can't be all equal and there's countries out there yep. that treat yep. people the way they do. And if you're promoting, no, it's it's we're all good. Like, it's 2023. And they're not going sake, out and saying I mean? anything 
crazy. And you're getting told no. <laughs> they're going out there and being like, hey, man, we need to fix what we're doing to the planet. And also, people should be allowed to marry each other. And also, women should be allowed to drive cars. It's 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 like you're a football team and you're like we want to support Grey Wright so we put a rainbow on our jersey <laughs> and then seven <laughs> players are like no I'm not going to play for your team one of the best one of the best uh, it was good I for my team your team that's our other show bombs on the bench which we do every week yes which no, I probably you're won't be on this flying week. out for a bit of work aren't you. <laughs> Um, yeah, fucking hell. I guess that's that's all the teams. Final sum up, Red Bull looking like they're on top. It looks like everybody else has gotten a bit closer, but probably not close enough to win. No, but I, I reckon by the end of the season we'll see teams yeah. oh, without on a that doubt. Red Bull arse. Because we've got, inter- you know I mean? we've got like, they'll mid-season be development or inter-season development where it happens throughout the year. We need to talk about Bahrain. Yeah, and yes. Red Bull yes. penalised with that. I was going to say, and Red Bull's penalised with that. By the end of the year, they're not going to be able to do as Good much point. development Good as every other team. We should probably talk about Bahrain, though. It's happening this weekend. Yeah, I know. We've been talking for 41 oh, minutes. I forgot we were doing Bahrain, so I was like, I need to drag this bad boy out. We're at 30 minutes, and I was like, we have a whole other part of the show to do. So, Andy... Give us some yeah. facts about Bahrain. It's hot. It's a track in the Middle East. It's dark. They race at night, so the cars look, they look even better, better look, than they Bahrain's both do. one of our favourite tracks, right? It's fantastic. It's the best Middle Eastern track. Hands down. But also, it is a good racing track. It has three... Very big straights. It has big sweeping bends and a couple of technical areas. The reason they test there is it's got everything, including one bump at the end of one of the straights. It has everything you possibly need for a race. Exactly. And it's 5.4 kilometers long, and they do 57 laps around there. Most wins was by Sir Lewis Hamilton. Most wins as a constructor is by the Ferraris. And... The fastest lap last year was Charles Leclerc at a 134.5. Which is slow compared to the test times, but that's also because they're running with fuel and not conserving tyres. Like, I think for testing, you can just bang a new set of tyres on whenever you like. Yeah, yeah, that's what they can do. And they've got, like, I don't want to say they have unlimited, but they have a lot more than they would over a race weekend. I mean, Bahrain's awesome. Any, it doesn't matter where you put the first race of the year, it's going to be awesome because it's the first race back and everyone's excited again. I know Drive to Survive is out building the hype, which is fantastic. Thank you, f- you lying bastards, for building up the hype and getting new people into our sport. I'm not watching it, Andy. It's kind of... I'm watching the... I've watched the first episode. It's pretty good. The scenes with uh, Gunter and Mattia and the Dolomites <laughs> were pretty funny because they're driving a shitbox around. And it looks like it's going to be a good season. I'm going to watch more of it later on. And I'll probably put a review on the website too because I've got I'll nothing else better that. to do this week. That's all you're getting. I'll read that. You should. I'll it's going to be that. good. They're actually, actually, before we continue with Bahrain, there was a scene in the, the late, at the end of the first episode. I watched the previews for the rest of the season. And there's, there's a really interesting scene that uh, 
may prove that that Toto Christian kiss you want may never, ever happen. I let a man dream is what I want to say to you, Andy. Let a man dream. You can. So anyway, the, 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 it looks like the, all the team principals are sitting around having a chat about getting those changes that Mercedes wanted. And Christian, like, with venom in his voice, says, your car's the one with the problem. Fix your fucking car. To I Toto. 100% support that behavior because, one, it is correct. <laughs> like, he, look, it's not often Christian Horner, you're like, look, man, you are holding the stick of truth. But, my brother, that is objectively correct. Every other car by that point of the season was fine. I can't believe the other team principals didn't be like, yeah, actually, I'm with Christian. <laughs> like, I know he's annoying, but, like, that's correct. How'd Toto react? But the other thing, too, is those changes that came in ruined the Mercedes yes. development. Yeah. Like, if you think about it, Mercedes went backwards after the oh, changes hell yeah, came they in. Did. I mean, eventually they got better, but it wasn't an instant success like they were gunning for. No. It was great, but we should go yes. back to Bahrain. What do you think is going to happen? That was what I was going to ask you. Uh, I think it's going to be down to Charles and okay. Max to win it. I don't think Sergio will be in the, the vicinity at this point. Even though he was fastest on the last day of testing, I think it will still yep. be Max v. Charles. With a, th- a certain Spanion who isn't in a red car driving up the ass of a Charles Fernando. or Max. There might be a hint of green on the podium. I mean, I'm more than okay with that. I can't disagree with you. Look. You better bust out the old man dance. Man, seriously. That's all I'm dude, saying. We've waited too long to watch that man not dance properly again. Look, you, you're correct. Aston Martin, this is the best they've ever looked. It's also probably the most on-pace driver they've ever had. I love Seb. But last year, he wasn't. A hundred percent. His his mind was yeah. on Instagram yeah. last and year, and like Fernando is clear in his intent. He, you can just tell by his demeanor, he wants, he wants it, that third and championship. He wants to be one of the oldest champions ever. He wants to stomp Max and Lewis and Charles and everybody else on this grid and let them all know that no, I came back to win. So I would love to see him in third place. I think Max has got it. Yeah, Charles will probably be fighting for second. That's very run-of-the-mill except for the Fernando bit. I guess what will be interesting to see and what I, I kind of will be watching for is the biggest one is who's off the pace? I think it's going to be McLaren. I think McLaren knows it's going to be them. It'll be interesting to see how bad that car actually is. But what I'm going to be paying close attention to is the difference between Oscar and Lando pace. I want to see because I'm a massive backer of this kid. I've watched him all last year. I think he's phenomenal. I know you don't. That's the nicest thing you've ever said I've about Lando Norris. I've never once said he's a bad driver. I, I, the reason, part of the reason why I struggle with him so much is he's just so goddamn talented. But your biggest rival is always your teammate and I'm interested to see where Oscar laps according to his teammate. It's going to be a good marker for who this kid is. If he's within two tenths, sweet as. If he's anything outside of that, I'm going to chalk it up to the first race. But if he's not within two tenths very quickly of his teammate, 
it's going to be a bit of a fear for me for the rest of the year because then he might fall into that basket of two seasons and then we move you on. And I don't want him to be that. I want there to be two Aussies on the grid. Well, there's only one, and the other one needs to sign a contract before there'll be yeah, two. But he will. We've already said that's coming. Um, interestingly, I mean, another thing to watch closely is who the second Aston driver is for that weekend, whether it... Who do you think it's going to be right now? Off the top Felipe. of your head, is it Lance or is it Felipe? Felipe. Should be Seb, but it should yep. be. It'll uh, be Felipe. Should be Seb. Should It'll be, be Seb. Felipe. I think Felipe deserves a shot. It'll be interesting, again, to see where he laps comparing himself to Alonso. He should be a fair chunk slower because Alonso is a freak. But also to see how he handles himself in a race situation. If that car's as good as it looks... He could be on for points in a debut as a reserve driver, and that's fantastic for his future. That pretty much guarantees him a signing to whichever team has an opening next, except for Red Bull, right? Yeah, um, pretty much. The other things that I'm going to be like paying particular attention to is Haas and Williams. For me, a lot of my focus is towards the bottom of the grid. Why is the bottom okay. of the ten? I want to see who gets those last few points yep. positions. Off the top of your head, give me 9, 10, 11, 12. Yep. 9, 10, 11, 12? Yeah. Or just In whatever order? you're kind of thinking around that. Pierre? Yep. Bodass? Yep. Ooh, this one's tough. Because I normally put Lando here, but I don't think Lando's going to make it. Albon. I'm going to put Albon in 11th, and 12th is going to be Ocon. I really, I really like that. The only thing I'd probably change is... It's Ocon? Yeah, me too. Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> and I'd put one of the Haas boys there. But it wouldn't surprise me. No, I think the Haas will be clo- I think the Haas will be an eighth. Oh, you're going to say Haas higher than that? That's fantastic. I think one of the Haas has finished eighth. Oh, yeah. I'm going to say that one of the Haas... Do you know what? It wouldn't surprise me if that bottom five of the ten, so five to ten, or sorry, six to ten, is a s- one driver from a separate team each. That would make it really interesting towards the end of the race. Yeah. Like, we are at the precipice of having a year where it could be every single race a mix of teams getting points. I think there's going to be fewer double team point finishes this year. It's going to be really Except for the top five. Top five, but that it's always going to be the case. You're always going to see one or two Red Bulls, one or two Ferraris, or one or two Mercedes. In any order. And whichever whichever one doesn't make the five will be in six, normally. Six, or they'll have had an issue, or they've crashed, or something like that. You know what I mean? If they're not there, it won't be because they're slow. The only team that I would say would be in there the least is still Mercedes this year, because they're coming back from such a deficit last year. The other two teams, Red Bull, clearly feel great. Ferrari, as I said earlier are looking quietly confident, which means that the third group of the top six will probably be Mercedes, and they will be challenged most by Aston Martin or Alpine. Yeah. I think you're right there. And I hope Pierre... Which is a shame to say. ...stomps Ocon into the ground this year. Stomps him, Pierre. Yeah. I thought you were saying Fernando runs him off the road, because that also could happen. I mean, Chains are off. He doesn't need to. He doesn't need to play nice anymore. I mean, yeah. And look, there's it's no a, way that he's. A, I mean, unless it's a he, racing incident. 
yeah, there's that too. And I mean, like, oh, it'd be funny to see him run his current teammate off the year. But, like, they're going to be on opposite end of the grid. So maybe when he laps him, he'll give him a punt off to the sideline. Um, also, speaking well, of lapping, I think we're going to see far less lapping of the back runners. Yeah, Latifi's away. Latifi. No Latifi, no laps. Look, Latifi's away. But, you know, like, I mean, McLaren will probably be lapped every other race. But I won't. I, I am doubtful, and I hope I'm correct. I am doubtful that we'll see Max lap back up to fifth or sixth place again. Because we saw that a couple of no. times over the last few years where he lapped right back up to the front markers again and got into clear air again. And I hope we don't see a single instance of that this year. Because that means all the cars are there. I was going to say, I, I feel like if... If we're seeing a closer top five, then I can't see Max lapping the whole field again because he'll be locked in a battle with Charles or locked in a battle with Lewis, Milky Bar Kid, or even Sergio, you know what I mean? Yep. Yep. And when I say Max, I also mean anyone who's in first place. I hope we don't see a mass lapping of the field again. One, because then all the people we like supporting to the rear are affected by blue flags and they have to move out of the way and it severely affects their time. And two, it just means that, like, okay, everything that F1 has set out to do with these regulations is working. And I think this year, and I said it about, I said it this time last year for the year ahead of 2022, and I was right. We're on for a really, really good season of racing this year. I think this year's going to be even better than the last couple we've seen. I agree. So I guess, I mean, I think that's all we have to talk about this week, mate. So we should probably wrap ourselves up. Let me see if I can remember it for the preview. Thank you very much for listening. You can follow us on social media. We're at Formula Bums everywhere but Twitter. There we're at Bums Formula. I'll be taking some holidays soon. So you'll see me live tweeting the races until I fall asleep. We have our website Sorry for up. the first five laps. Yeah. <laughs> until it rains in Bahrain and we have to wait three hours for it to start. Um, our website, FormulaBums.com is there. Our second show, where yep. we talk shit about every sport we can get our hands on. Bums on the Bench is available where you're listening to us right now. If you want to hear more of us, we're, we're there. We also have a section of our Formula Bums website dedicated to that. Thank you very much for listening, guys, and game on. Season's here. Bring on the cars. See you next week. Bye.